0: Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and this is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. I'm so thankful that you're listening today. This season, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about seasons. Well, actually, that's kind of funny. Seasons, not the kind of seasons like we're changing in in the year, but the seasons of a woman's life. And we began by focusing on how you and I need to face our reality in our current season, like wherever we are. So we had four episodes that were from one of our one of our talks, the Regarding Him Women's Conference. These talks focused on the fact that we are here to glorify God and we should live for eternity, not wish we could live in a different era or regret our past or wish we were somewhere else. And then we're going to break those down and we're gonna look at all those different seasons. Episode 5, a couple weeks ago, walked us through how we need to deal with escaping our realities. I don't know if you remember that. Um, We actually chit-chatted with Wendy Folk. Um, We tend to want to be in a different time or situation. Um, Actually, I always thought it would be really fun to live in the days of Laura Ingalls Wilder. I just thought it would be so much simpler and calmer. I'd have a wagon and go pick flowers, you know, all the time. But the reality is I'd probably have to go dig my own potatoes and my family would probably starve because I'm not really good at growing things in a garden. So, I'm really thankful that God put me in the 21st century. But we all have had things like that that we wanted to escape. We also jumped into the topic of legalism last week when we talked with Sarah Dasone. If you didn't listen to that episode, I encourage you to head back because all of these really build upon what we're going to talk about today and the rest of the season. We talked last week about how it's really about our hearts and obedience to God, not about the rules on the outside of what we do or made homemade rules that we make up. So today we're gonna jump into the rest of our season. We have lots of great interviews. I have all kinds of women that I'm gonna bring on who have never been on the podcast before and I'm super excited about all of them. So today we're actually gonna talk with a young lady. I love to call somebody a young lady, that makes me old. Um, But anyway, she is gonna share with us a little bit about this particular season of kind of the life when you're walking out of college, maybe out of entering, exiting high school, Walking into college, career decisions, maybe marriage. So we're I'm just really excited. So I invited on my friend Audrey Bailey. Audrey, I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love it. And just a side note, um, Audrey's mom was is Adrian McClavek, and we talked with her. But I've had her on a couple times. She's a good friend of mine, also. And um, she does the one on the one episode that I talked about with her about church, which was really, really, really good. So just. Kind of making connecting the dots for you all out Mm -hmm. there. All right, so Audrey, I always start asking women questions. Well, that's what podcasts are, right? It's mostly questions. But I'm going to start with one for you. What's your go-to meal or your go-to tip for like having people in your home? What's the best Hmm. thing?
1: You see, that's a tricky one because I think if I were giving someone advice, I'd say, oh, make something that you're really comfortable with, a dish that you've made before. But I think every time I have somebody over – I end up making something new that I've never made before, (laughs) and I don't know why I do that to myself, but it happens. Yes, and and it's okay. (laughs) And it's okay, and it works out just fine, but I I suppose I don't really have great advice because I don't follow my own advice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love it. Okay, so um, the great thing is that you're still having people over, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. even
0: though you maybe... Are being creative with what you're cooking yes, that day exactly. so. okay audrey i'm guessing that you probably remember well maybe better than me your 20s because you're still in your 20s i'm guessing <laughs> so um i'm a few years out of my 20s maybe 20 years out of my 20s and I, but i do remember those early years well um, and today we're going to talk about that particular season of life like early 20s i'd call it you know when girls graduate from high school enter the workforce or make decisions. It's kind of a, a lot of change. I personally remember I graduated from high school. I'm going to date myself now in 1992. Okay. Were you even born? No, No, I was not. I did not think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then following fall, I entered college and, um, within four or five years, I was on the way to getting married. And then within the first year of marriage, I had my first son and boom, in six years, I went from a high school senior to having a child and being married. I was like crazy. So, What about your early 20s, Audrey? What were they like? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Your story
1: actually sounds fairly similar to mine. I started dating my husband, Ben. Um, We'd known each other since we were six, but we started dating my last week of my senior year of high school. So technically, high school sweethearts. Okay. And then we both went to UT, um, and I studied nursing there. So I worked in a nursing home for patients with dementia, and at the same time, I had a job on a cardiac unit at the local hospital as an aide yes very busy so then we got engaged after two and a half years and then i had this kind of crazy year 2015. we got married in january and then i graduated in may i started as an rn on the same cardiac unit and then in october we had a baby so 10 months wow. after we got married
0: that's crazy so life
1: was kind of like okay buckle up yep. gotta be a big girl now yes. <laughs> And since then, we've had two more boys, so we have a total of three yep. little boys now. And Ben has a small business, and I help him out with that. I do a lot with church. We're on the tail end of fixing up a foreclosure, so I'm finishing that up. And
0: generally, we just we keep busy. Okay, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that it's not like you could plan that time period. Mm-hmm. It's just like how things fell in your yep. life. Yep. You just got to keep going. Yep. Yeah, yep. and I'm sure others can relate. And maybe there's women out there who are in one of those stages. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're in the middle of the nursing. Boy, mm-hmm. that's a crazy world. You know, like the concept of getting through your nursing classes, finishing up. It's just a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, lots of lots of change. Mm-hmm. Um, one other really cool thing, one other really cool reason why I brought you on that podcast episode today is that Audrey and her husband, Ben, work with our college group at church. And she might be a little older than that college age. You're out of that a little bit. But I do under- think she has a great understanding and is kind of in the thick of this with her ministering and caring for those college students. So I guess thank you for doing that, because I know it's affected my daughter personally, who is in the college student college group. And I think it will it impacts others who come in, lots of them.
1: We're really happy to do it and we really it's something that Ben and I have really enjoyed in our marriage and with our family.
0: And do your boys love it?
1: Oh, they love it. They think the college students are their best friends. I <laughs> love
0: that. <laughs> Like, if they name them, it's 20-year-old it's people. Then. Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Audrey, let's jump into some of the questions that are specifically on this topic. So, let's start by talking about how the Bible refers to young people in general, and which would include young women, which is kind of the the group of women we're talking to today. Does the Bible have anything to say to these women?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, And because the Bible says something in
1: everything, doesn't it? Yes, (laughs) it it does. It does. I think specifically one of the most common verses when you're thinking about being young and being a young adult is the verse where Paul is telling Timothy, don't let people look down on you Mm -hmm. for your youth. and. It's a general statement, but it absolutely is applied to young women. So it's not a, don't judge me because I'm young, you know? Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> it's not like that. Paul is telling Timothy here, you're doing a good work. Don't let people disregard you because you're young. Hmm. So the point is Timothy is working hard and he's above reproach and he's young. and. So people weren't saying Timothy's lazy or Timothy gossips. If he was those things, they would have said so, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that, that working hard while you're young is very important. Sure. Um, another common one is Titus 2. There's a lot about older women in that passage. And, and older women in that passage have a role training younger women. So of course the flip side of that coin is that younger women are being trained. So there's a willingness and a softness to learn and to look to older women and to mm-hmm. ask them questions because they have experience. Hmm, I
0: like that how you balance both sides of that.
1: There's really a role for both. Mm-hmm, there yeah. is, there is. You had warned me about this question beforehand. So I had looked up a couple, a couple different scripture verses. Yep. And I think there's a verse in 2 Timothy and a verse in, in Proverbs that kind of pair really okay. nicely together. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you about those. In Second Timothy 2, it says to flee youthful passions. And then he goes on to say, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. Mm-hmm. And then Proverbs one nine says that it's better to live on the corner of a rooftop than with a quarrelsome wife. Mm-hmm. So these verses together show that petty arguments are a youthful passion. Hmm. So just being generally obstinate and petty, easily offended, always ready to jump headlong into an argument may seem like someone who's just got pizzazz, but doesn't lead to being the type of woman who's kind and loving and enjoyable to live with. So there are, of course, good reasons to argue, but just being generally quarrelsome is something that that Paul cautions against and actually talks about it being a youthful passion.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I like how you pulled those verses. That's interesting to think through that that is something that often happens in youth. I think it comes with lack of wisdom mm-hmm. for growth. So mm-hmm. that's really good to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like, just being aware of it is huge. Mm-hmm.
1: And to be passionate and to be zealous is also something that, that happens in yeah. youth, and that's a good thing. Yep. But to channel that into... Loving people and actually having meaningful discussions rather than just arguing for the sake of arguing. Yes, I agree
0: Okay, so yeah, I mean women young women are full of energy and passion I love that so it it brings me to ask like what are some of the great joys of being a young woman? I might have forgotten a few of them remind me Audrey
1: (laughs) well Julie I think one of the great joys of this stage is just the autonomy that you have. Mm. You have more freedom. You choose what to do with your time. You choose who to live with, where to work. Um, You can choose where in the church you'll serve beyond just where your family's committed if they go to church. Good point. Um, you can choose what to do about school. It's just a, a whole new level of freedom that certainly comes with a new level of responsibility, but it's also just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me think. I, I think friendships, specifically for young women, are absolutely huge. It's it, Building friendships in this stage is a highlight, um, and I know we'll, we'll talk about that l- more later on, but I do think friendships do play a particular role in the life of young women.
0: Yeah, and th- that carries on, that's something mm-hmm. I can relate to, that carries on regardless, but Absolutely. they are different, I think, when you are young. Mm-hmm. They look different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I think you can be single-minded
1: about your relationship with God and serving Him. A young woman who isn't married and doesn't have kids doesn't need to spend her time serving a husband and caring for children. So just practically, it's a great time to concentrate and devote yourself to your relationship with God. Hmm. That's good. And speaking of relationships, of course, you can't leave out dating.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) We definitely need to talk about this
1: one. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think this stage, you're moving from a time where you more have crushes or you're talking to guys, you know, to really the rubber hitting the road. And you're thinking about guys in terms of your future.
0: Yeah. That's, that's definitely a different change,
1: mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you mentioned earlier about being able to choose where you serve, right, in the church. So how can a young woman serve God in this, like, it's just a changing time period of life. Like, what's some practical ways that they can serve? Um, you know, what happens also when your, your plans change, you know, in the process of that? Like, sometimes things just are very um, up in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, it's very changing. It's interesting
1: because at this juncture in life, there are many decisions that you have to make where there's not a clear right
0: and there's not a clear wrong. Yes, you are right. Mm-hmm. There's... <laughs> yeah, we, we want the Bible to say, go to this college, right? Yes. Or marry this person, but it just yes. doesn't follow that much, that detail. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't, and sometimes we wish it would. Yeah. But, um, but it's
1: a great opportunity to choose something and to stick with it and to see how God will take care of you in the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to point out, though, is, is, of course, sometimes you may choose a path. And it becomes overwhelmingly clear that you shouldn't have chosen it. So maybe mm-hmm. you started dating a guy and you really aren't that into him. Or you get a couple months into your relationship and there are just red flags. Or maybe mm-hmm. you're in a major and you realize it's a bad thing for you don't be so embarrassed to admit that you picked the wrong thing or so scared of making a change that you go through with it to Mm. your detriment
0: yeah that's good advice Mm -hmm.
1: so i think it's okay to make changes you know um now on the other side of that it's not good to be flighty or to never finish anything or to fear commitment but you may make a plan and you realize it's not the right plan. And God causes us to rely on him often through through not having our plans that we've come up with work out.
0: Right, and and sometimes the, they might use the term, the doors are closed, right? Yes. Have yes. you ever heard that? That's, I think that's an old church term. Let the God lead you through the door that's open. But there are times that things get closed. You know Mm -hmm. like there's just clear like that is not the way to go and yet um, God in his sovereignty is really good about providing something else or leading us a different direction I know that in this is where an older woman can make a a nice comment from her age and years of experience but like I can look back on my life and you probably can too Audrey and see that there were things decisions that just you couldn't go through with but actually we see how God blessed us through Mm -hmm. not going that way
1: yeah absolutely and 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 definitely hindsight is twenty twenty yes. in that respect.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So let's go a little different direction. It's good to talk about those changes and, and how women can serve and decisions they make, but what are some common sins that young women should be aware of? And I will say that there are no sins that are just specific to some demographic. They cross all things, but I do think that there are certain sins for different types of demographics out there that are more hefty, right? They're more trendy mm-hmm. in that time. So how, how, what are some of the sins? And then how can these young women fight them? Sure. So
1: I think that in this stage, selfishness is common. And I think it's just generally a, a huge unawareness of those people around them Hmm. so it's not malicious it's not choosing to ignore everybody but it's very very easy to look after yourself because there aren't people who are depending on you or requiring your immediate intervention you know nobody's coming up to you and saying Mom, I need to eat and you right. have to feed them or they will not eat. You know right. that those interactions aren't happening. So I think cultivating an awareness of others has huge benefits mm. at this particular stage.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really really good point. Mm-hmm. I think partly because it's easy to become you just you just have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just going on your plan. So yep. it's good to be aware of that. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, sometimes you just keep on trucking, yep. you know, but I think being aware of who is around you on the day to day and asking them questions and remembering their answers and caring about what they care about is, mm. is really what I'm talking about when I, when I say an awareness. Um, you should have more relationships than, than just yourself or maybe yourself and a really tight group of three people um, that you don't really venture outside of. So mm. I, there's just a huge opportunity for young women to be caring spiritually for others.
0: Mm, that's good. I think a really, um, just a side note, I think Mm -hmm. a really great place to find that is in your local church because it's easy to be connected with, when you're in college, all you ever have are the women that are mostly your age, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's good when you're in a local church, you can reach out to be connected with other women different ages. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's just a good, very good advice. Okay, what else you got? Um, I think about people... Who kind of
1: took me under their wing when I was younger, mm. and those relationships were definitely helpful. Where it was somebody older, kind of discipling me, um, and those relationships certainly have a place. But at this stage in life, these relationships don't need to be discipling relationships. Right. Where you know it's somebody, it's it's a young woman finding someone less spiritually mature than her, taking them on, investing in them. That does have a place, definitely. Yeah, but but i think just knowing what's going on in someone's life and sending them 5 dollars in the starbucks app on the morning of their first early shift at work that may not feel like spiritual care but it is yeah i i love the story of dorcas in acts and Okay, I can't call her Dorcas. Her other name is Tabitha in yeah. the Bible. I can't take somebody seriously who's name, name Dorcas. Dorcas. I agree with you. Yeah, Tabitha's so pretty. It is. Okay, so Tabitha, <laughs> she served her town by making clothing mm. for widows. So a very basic, run-of-the-mill act of caring. And yeah. to do that, she had to notice, oh, which widows? need clothes right. <laughs> just a basic thing and, and it may not look like your typical service but it's just an awareness of those around her and and taking care of the needs
0: and it just it shows the other people you care exactly like exactly. that other widows in that town realized wow, someone actually cared about me mm-hmm. enough that's mm-hmm. good
1: um, now the question was about different kinds of sins and yeah. in, in this in this stage and I think sexual sin is also common I don't want to necessarily get into the details on a podcast going yeah. out to the world, you know. That's good. <laughs> but, but pornography, fantasy in the form of movies, books, imagination, um, sexual sin actually within a dating relationship mm. between a young woman and her boyfriend um, is something that must be talked about with a godly woman in your life. Usually not just a peer, but a godly older woman. Um, and again, it's important to be involved in the church, like you said, so that mm-hmm. these women exist in your life.
0: And I, I just wanted to comment that I think um, it's it is so easy to think that you're if you've been involved in some sort of sexual sin, that you won't need you can never be forgiven. But mm-hmm. but it, the Bible is very clear that Jesus will forgive you mm-hmm. of sexual sin, just like He might forgive someone of gossip. He, you know, the Bible clearly says that if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, if you are listening and that's where you're at, I think it's great to talk to someone. This is the older woman talking now. Mm -hmm. To talk to somebody about it, I love your advice to bring that up to an older woman, a godly older woman. And then and seek Christ in it and uh, ask for forgiveness and then live that you're forgiven. Exactly. And don't go back to it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had kind of a weird situation when I was in college because when I started college, I went to a local community college. I lived at home. I still kept working at my job and all my friends from high school, not all of them, but it felt like all of them, headed off to these big huge colleges far away and they were having all these amazing, you know, events and experiences and I was home going to my community college and I kind of felt lonely. And it's hard, I had to start all these new friendships and it was really difficult. So how can you kickstart friendships in this stage of life? Like what if you're feeling like I was, kind of feeling left out or like nobody cares?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, loneliness is common and, and that's certainly not a sin um loneliness i think can be a surprising side effect Mm. of freedom there was i had a patient once who speaking of side effects who was this grayish bluish color head to toe and it was because they had one of his cardiac medications wrong
0: oh no
1: and you think of it and you think oh Loneliness, how is that a side effect of freedom? You know, this guy's blue. How is that a side effect? What's that a side effect of? And I, right. I think they, you know, it, it is something that I think, you know, people go out into the college world and they think, oh, this is going to be great. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have unending relationships all right. the time and things to go to every night. And then they get into it and they realize, oh, this, this is lonelier than I thought right. it was going to be. Right. Um, so I think loneliness, if you leave it unchecked, can actually perpetuate self-isolation so you're feeling lonely but then on top of that you make decisions that make you even more isolated and it's kind of a vicious cycle Mm -hmm. so for example if you haven't spent much time with friends you begin to think that the reason for that is that no one wants to spend time with you that they don't enjoy your company or that they already have better friends or that you just don't have anyone who you click with Mm. or you might be starting to feel that the church has failed to reach people like you single young women um or maybe you can grow dissatisfied with the church and bitter with the people who would be happy really to be your friends mm-hmm. who would be happy to spend time with you. So you look at this and you say okay how do I go about changing my thinking? I you have to you have to act. It can't mm-hmm. just be a change of thought. Um you have to take initiative. Uh, inviting a group of girls over or maybe saying, "Hey, let's do a fondue night." I think themes um, really lead well into like motivation for people to come over and if everybody brings something then then they're invested yeah they're invested and it it makes things go smoothly so
0: i want to do a fondue party oh they're fun yeah i'm gonna have to get a fondue pot pot that'd be fun yes yes sorry side note (laughs) no
1: you're good i i'm a big fan of fondue though i did have fondue with nacho cheese one time and that was that was not quite
0: okay not quite Good the same <laughs> yes have
1: to, that's what you should have given us
0: your tip at the beginning
1: was have a fun? yeah party. have a fondue night yeah i mean other themes could be like a mini spa thing or a craft time or just even watching a movie mm. or making food together um If you live somewhere, like you said, where it's kind of difficult to have people all the way over to your place, or maybe you live with your family, plan a night out somewhere. Like go to a farmer's market, go to an art museum. There's so many things you could do. Um, Or if you need a baby step to get to that point where you're inviting people to do things with you, maybe that's daunting, then just start by having a conversation with someone Mm -hmm. and being purposeful in that to ask some questions and then follow up on that conversation mm. that you had. So maybe you see during that week a funny video that relates to the conversation that you had, mm-hmm. center that just so that it's establishing points of contact. Yeah. I think points of contact is really important in just kickstarting different relationships. Yes. Um, in any case don't don't let yourself think no one wants to spend time with me. It's a self-pitying way to think. Mm. So put yourself out there do things that make you leave your comfort zone, and it will make you leave your comfort zone
0: yeah um, yes.
1: and but ask God to help you make good friends, and that it that is something that is good and that it's that's a good thing to ask God for,
0: yeah, it sounds like um both sides of this coin, so earlier we talked about you know. Maybe the sins of being unaware, maybe not. Yeah, like selfishness. We talked a little bit about that, of being unaware. Sounds like that's on both sides of this. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be those who are actively involved in that little group of three people you talked about. You know, they're just best buddies and they always go to the coffee shop together. This is their chance to invite others along. Mm -hmm. And then if you are not in that three group of friends, it's your chance to invite them and others to Mm -hmm. join you like i think it has to be a combination of both sides of it yeah but i think those are great tips on how to get yourself out of that loneliness Mm -hmm. i I needed that you know 20 25 years ago Uh, although what i did do which is really good is i joined uh at our the small community college i was at they had like a bible study and i went i didn't know anybody at that bible study Mm -hmm. i didn't know what even kind of bible study it was going to be yeah But I'm really glad I did. I built some friendships there. Mm -hmm. And during those couple years I was there, I went to coffee with these people. Okay, wait a minute. We didn't really have coffee shops 25 years ago like we do now. We went to McDonald's, you know, and had fries, okay. So we had fry shops and we did those kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. so um, Mm -hmm. there's a place for campus ministry. So what do you think about campus ministries? Are they beneficial to women because they're all over our college campuses? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Well, absolutely. College ministries on a campus can be a great part of a student's life. For one, it connects you with other people who have said, I want to be seeking God at college, mm-hmm. like you, like you yeah. said. You know, you, you don't go to those things if you don't want to right. either learn about God or have an interest in God, or maybe you have been going to church your whole life, or maybe it's just something that, that you have heard about this week. But in any case, it's a good yes. way to meet those kind of people. A lot of these ministries are focused on outreach, and that is definitely something that's essential to the Christian life. Lots of times they will teach you different ways to bring up God to people who aren't Christians or how to just invite people to things, which we were just talking about. It's good practical knowledge. Um, But in that sense, it's a great exercise in boldness and practicing not being ashamed to talk about your faith.
0: Yeah, because that is super important on a college campus Mm -hmm. because you have a lot of ideas Mm -hmm. floating around all over. So it's good to know what you believe Mm -hmm. and know true doctrine and then be able to speak that. That's good. So if you are involved in a college ministry, Audrey, does that mean that you could just like, is that enough? Like, can you bow at a church? I mean, they both teach you to grow. They both disciple you to some degree. They both have events. What do you think?
1: Well, God commands us to be part of a church, part of his bride. And campus ministries are not that. They don't have... The authority structure that god laid out in the bible they don't have the diversity that god's church has mm. where the older women are training the younger women good point yes where there's children it's good to be around mm. little children And have examples of families, men leading and preaching, or even just teaching that's not always geared and catered to the young college crowd, Mm -hmm. um, but that's based on providing God's word to everyone. So, so no, you can't bow out of church. (laughs) They're great, but no. (laughs) I like
0: how you you politely answered my question, but (laughs) did tell me no at the end. That's good. Okay, so, Audrey, you know, earlier we talked a little bit about dating. You brought it up, and we did, I did want to talk more about this topic, because it's Kind of like a big thing. Oh, it's a stage. huge thing. And so, um, you know, and from my experience observing young adults, oftentimes it can fall into lots of different types of sin, right? So, um, what do you think? Tell, give me some good words on dating. So, there are a lot of words that can be said on dating. <laughs> That's right?
1: It could be its own podcast. Yes, but it, yeah, it could be. I think going into a relationship, I'm not talking like bring this up. On your first date at coffee. But if you're actually going into a relationship, you have to have boundaries for physical affection. Hmm. And while you can definitely bring it up as a conversation with your boyfriend, um, if you are the one who's enforcing the boundaries, like swatting his hands or saying, you know, you need to go home now, that's a big red flag it says things about how he values your purity how he values your conscience and it speaks volumes about his self-control so of course purity is a big one and we could also do a whole podcast yes. on that and why yeah. that's important yeah but it's something that you should value preciously mm-hmm. you know and also it just makes things easier how much happier you will be if you do get married if you have chosen together Not to sin while you're dating. Yeah, that is so true. And how much happier you will be if you do break up and then you don't actually have to go through that pain of also losing the physical relationship. Hmm. So the boundaries that you set should limit you. Actual limits. Like speed limit 15 miles an hour. (laughs) You know, they don't put a sign that says cliff ahead on the very edge of a cliff.
0: It's well before the cliff, yeah. <laughs> you, well, and there, and those signs are for your safety. Absolutely. So the same thing mm-hmm. with setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm And I had
1: I had jotted down a verse that that kind of emphasizes the difference between um, sexual sin and other sins. Like you had said before, of course, you can find forgiveness for sexual sin and you can be you can move on from that it's not something that sticks with you and can it has to drag you down forever but it is it is unique and first corinthians 6 says flee from sexual immorality every other sin a person commits is outside the body Mm. but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body.
0: Yeah, and and I did say earlier about the idea that we're forgiven, but that doesn't give us a license to continue to sin either. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we should flee from, mm-hmm. that's a great word, flee from sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Excellent, because it, it, it's going to require some major decisions
1: right yes yes it has to be intentional because if you just if you just let it run
0: you'll probably end up running off that cliff it has to be intentional okay so does the Bible say anything specifically about dating in relationships because that is a tricky one
1: yes obviously Dating in the Bible times looked a little different. Yes. I always think of, you know, the Benjamites yes. going in and kidnapping the young yes. women from the yes. camp and marrying them. I'm glad that doesn't happen now. So am I. So am I. But the Bible does speak a lot about marriage. So as you're evaluating your relationship, thinking, is this someone I could see myself married to? Mm. Think, is this someone who will lead our family to follow God? Mm. Is this someone who I can follow? will he push me outside my comfort zone is he is he kind or is he harsh and angry is this someone who will love me and provide for me is this someone who will be a good father to our children so there are a lot of those thoughts that need to go into dating um as you're as you're considering them as a future husband
0: yeah and i I think maybe even um those are great questions like those need to be put in our show notes (laughs) because i think it helps to think through some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think I love questions regardless. So I love to think through and always self-evaluate. I think that's good to to be honest. I think those are great. Great way to process through some of the dating relationships we think are really fun. Because sometimes we never, as I remember as a young woman, you it's easy to not really think about those the big picture stuff. And then you get caught,
1: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. too deep
0: into a relationship and you're like,
1: ah. Mm-hmm. Now what am I going
0: to do? He just asked me to marry him and I really don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's better to think early. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say
1: that dating should be fun. Like yes. it, it is, yes, you're thinking about them in terms of your future, but also like it is its own unique time and it should be enjoyable and it should be something that you, you know, have butterflies in your stomach about or yeah. or something that you just – go out and you have fun together, you know?
0: Yeah, I think those are great. I think it's, I, I think that's really important to have fun together. What are some things that you can think of that would just right now, that would be really great to do mm-hmm. together, to give people ideas? To give people ideas. Oh, I,
1: I feel like I come up with all sorts of fun little date ideas. And I tell guys about them on college group. I'm like, Good oh, there's you. there's this market going on, or there's this, or oh, I saw, I saw this is happening. I just, I think, Planning dates is fun. Ben and I have helped many couples plan their engagements, like their proposals and their honeymoons, and I just think that kind of stuff is fun. Okay,
0: so (laughs) instead of being a wedding planner, you're going to be a date planner. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to
1: be a date planner, which is a thing. (laughs) Go on Instagram. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're crazy though. Oh my goodness. Um. Anyway, practically, like I said before, enjoying it is huge. Uh, just do fun things together. Um. So practically just do fun things together. Look up what's going on in your in your town. Like things to do on Saturday. Right. This time and things will come up and just, just go do <coughs> them. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> sure um just look up on the internet like things to do on Saturday. Things will come up and then just go do them and just have fun together um find an avenue to serve others together not only because it's fun but because you get to know and love someone by experiencing things Mm -hmm. with them good point also lots of idle time generally doesn't lead to good things as i mentioned before when we were talking about boundaries part of setting boundaries can just say okay we're we're just gonna go out and do a whole bunch of fun things and we're not gonna sit in in my boyfriend's apartment every night and watch right. movies you know right right so so just spending time asking questions getting to know them ask them deep questions ask them stupid questions just get to know them ask them if they would rather you know like go swimming in a pool full of ice cream or a pool full of jello
0: or you know like silly things that that you just get to know them as a person Okay, there's only one answer to that question yes yeah. the jello yeah. yeah yeah you have to the jello would be fun because you would just like jump in and stop mm-hmm. Uh huh. A guy did this on YouTube. Oh yeah. My I, little siblings have showed me. Oh yes, my son loves it. My my two sons yes. love. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's um. It's actually very engineering based. It is. He, how he did that, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, someday I'm going to jump into a pool of jello. Okay. But...
1: You do this, Julie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Maybe Bill can make you one. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll work on it. Okay. So um, this is, as we alluded to and actually discussed many times already, this is a really fast season of life. Like it just rolls really fast. Sometimes though, um, things just stop. Like. Something holds you back. Like the program you wanted to get into in college, you didn't get into. Or um, COVID hits <laughs> and all of a sudden things change. You really want to be married, but that's not happening. There's nobody. Or you really want to get a certain job and it's just, it, there's just nothing there. So you're still working at Chick-fil-A. Okay, now I love Chick-fil-A. I can't say that that would be a bad place to work. But what if you want, What's what do you do when things get stopped? So I think being honest
1: with other people is important. Not... Everyone, not saying to everybody, oh, you know, I really wanted to be married right now, and I'm not, you know, not announcing it to the world, but having trusted people in your lives um, is very important, and just talking to them about the difficulties of not knowing what's next, not knowing why God hasn't brought you a husband or hasn't given you the job you wanted, that's important, um, because saying everything is fine all the time, you know, that doesn't make everything fine, <laughs> right? It's it's easy to say. In this situation oh yeah i'm just gonna have peace i'm just gonna trust in god i know god's in control but these things are easier said than done one thing that has really helped me when i don't know why god is doing something is studying the attributes of god hmm. Um, really trying to see who god is rather than who i think he is and that's helped me to trust in god when things don't go my way and i don't know what's next um and that doesn't end when you get married or get the job these are things that i feel like ben and i have dealt with in the last year why is god doing this or why is god not doing this um but seeking to know who god is so that you can then rest in him is very helpful because then you know him better and you know how well he knows you Hmm. that's a really good applicable point for anyone Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. really good and i think along with that just in terms of application you should have a good prayer time set aside during the day and you should have a good time to read your bible set aside Mm. during the day and that's just kind of all there is to it you know it's you have to have that set aside time god will show himself faithful to those who are faithful to him and studying the word to know more about who god is and going to bible studies to talk about that with other Mm -hmm. people and having prayer time will grow your relationship with Christ I think also devoting yourself to the service of others like Tabitha devoted herself it, it is devoting yourself to God and God will will help you through that
0: and sometimes there's some action you have to do like mm-hmm. if the program is closed yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to like life stops there's lots of things you can do until that program opens for you mm-hmm. or maybe you're not married but just like you said there's lots of things you can do right now mm-hmm. um, so you know I think there's a benefit to working through some of these things. And I love that you brought out the importance of having consistent Bible reading and consistent prayer time. Because I know for me during that college years, that's when I built those habits. Because I was able to build them Mm -hmm. that carried on. Mm -hmm. I really dug deep during those years of college because I was super structured. You know, I'd class at this time. I still remember reading my Bible in the middle of the library at University of Toledo campus because I brought it with me, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. it worked. Yep. It was what yep. I did. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, sometimes women don't get married in these early years, but sometimes they do. What, what if you're the married girl, okay? Pretty exciting time. Lots of fun, lots of, you know, tool all over everything. At least that was at my age, there was tool everywhere. <laughs> um, but what if you are the married girl? How do you deal with life at this time? And do you just leave your unmarried friends in the dust? Do we need them? Come on. Yes, we
1: need them. I really can't emphasize enough the importance of friendships. God works in our lives through people. So if you ditch all your friends, you're cutting yourself off to that help. Proverbs says that he who isolates himself breaks out against all sound judgment. Hmm. Also leaving your friends by the wayside when you get married because you don't need them anymore it's just rude like common decency there yep. um i think friends are a huge comfort when you go through difficulty or when you're doing something new um it's great to have that solidarity there if you're if you're starting a new big girl job mm-hmm. you have other friends who have started new big girl jobs if you're yep. if you're becoming a new mom you have other friends who have become new moms so i think expanding your friend group when you get married is important but also keeping keeping your old friends is, is good too. Um, you're responsible to your friends, mm. all your friends. And I can't say that I've been flawless in this. It's definitely an area I've had to grow. But we need to keep our friendships in and out of busyness and make sure that we are caring for and loving our friends, even if they're in a different stage of life. You know, it's part of being in the body of Christ to hand doesn't say to a foot you're in a different stage of life than me. Don't you know. forget you, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it sounds like it takes purpose. Yes, absolutely. Purposeful action, mm-hmm. and it and thankfully we have a lot of technology to even keep in touch a little yeah. bit. Not that that's your only friends is through texting. You certainly need to see them face to face,
1: but but like I said before about like just points of contact. Yep. Then it just kind of keeps things alive, and and technology is. Ha- very helpful with that yeah
0: okay so what about college does everybody have to go all girls have to go to college (laughs) did i go to college
1: yes am i happy i went absolutely would i say that every
0: girl has to go to college
1: of course not
0: (laughs) i i just love that answer (laughs) that was a good answer i love the simplicity i really do i'm glad i went to college too but I I do know many women who didn't and they lived really good lives. Like, They jumped into the workforce. They were making way more money than I had. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they were farther along. It just depends on the situation. I just think it's easy, and this is where we go back to maybe, it's easy when we're young to make very broad stroke judgments that everybody has to do it the way that we see it being done, right? And um, I think that it's easy to do that. I think it's really important to remember that we have to be careful not to compare ourselves. I don't know, I'm, I am know that it, even though I'm in my 40s, I can still easily compare myself to women my age and think, why am I not doing it like them? And so I'm guessing that this is probably something in young age, young women get to. And so instead of letting our challenges and our struggles and our decisions be what leads us, let us, Figure out what makes us unified, which is Christ, and that's okay. So, anyway, I just—that's my own personal thought. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Um,
1: I think that's <laughs> pretty much done. A really good job
0: with that, there, Julie. Okay. So I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> okay. will probably edit that. Out no, 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 keep it. <laughs> okay, so uh whether you attend college or you go into the workforce. Give me some more things, specifics, about how a young lady can grow in her walk with Christ. I mean, you talked about Bible reading, you talked about um, prayer, but I know there's lots of other things. hmm Well, I think whether you go into college, or
1: you go right into the workforce, or you get married and work, or you get married and stay at home, or you get married <laughs> and you go to school, or if you stay single. I, I think you've think, covered it all. Yes, I know. It. I'm trying to think of all the different options here. but. I think, and this is important, if I ask you what you are doing, you should have an answer. I really can't emphasize this enough. You should be working towards something that is challenging and good with specific goals. Now, college, to elaborate on that a little more is a great avenue for this. College requires something of you. Many of the things that it requires you to do aren't really what you want to do and maybe it's not what you want to learn but you have to learn how to work under authority you might think is unfair or is doing things wrong and you have to learn how to speak boldly about your faith because it's going to absolutely be challenged in class or on campus. So you have to learn the importance of starting something and mm-hmm. finishing it you grow in knowledge, you grow in critical thinking in ways that you don't know will be useful beforehand. You know, they say, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So so college teaches you what you don't know. Sure. So absolutely, yes, college has value. It teaches you skills that are useful in and out of a profession. Um, I think I use my education pretty frequently. Like my niece recently took a nasty fall off of a small bridge and I've been helping with the dressing changes on her wound, you know, so that it just, it comes into play there or, or just as we're in a kind of, you know, COVID world and there's all sorts of news, the ability to do quality research and know how to determine if a study is valid or Mm -hmm. an article is reputable is just helpful. or organizing thoughts into an argument is generally a useful skill. Mm -hmm. Ask my husband. (laughs) Just kidding, I don't mean argument like that. I mean like taking different thoughts, forming a conclusion, being able to back that conclusion up. Um, Just helpful skills that you do learn in college. It's kind of like a a ready-made um, solution that can help you grow yeah. and mature but of course there are ways to be hard-working and goal-driven without college absolutely if you are a recently married woman and you're at home all day and I ask you what you've been doing and you can't think of anything except well I, I wait for my husband to get home from work that's that's no good you can serve others you can mm. get a job you can find a way to make money and help out think of Proverbs 31 this lady She's out here buying fields, anticipating that her family's going to need some purple clothes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's looking to see what others need, and then she is taking it upon herself to meet their needs. Or maybe you're single, and you just go to work, come home. Go to work, come home. Um, Don't misunderstand me. It's good. To be a hard worker mm-hmm. and you should learn and improve professionally but there also should be more you should have relationships you should be doing something that is outside yourself um, so I just I suppose I want to emphasize that it's not godly and feminine to be lazy or isolated you have to have that focus outside yourself whatever to path you're taking
0: those are really good um, points because what I heard you say through all of those is have purpose that honors God mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, it may be going to college it might not be it might be getting married it might not be it those things are all just extra like they're mm-hmm. just the direction it's have purpose and honor God with what you do and I, I love that I'm I tend to be a goal-driven perp- person but I think that's really what you're talking about mm-hmm. and your goals need to be following in line with what the Bible says mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Good. I think that boils
1: it down nicely and some people don't naturally think like oh these are my goals maybe it would be helpful to sit down and think okay what are my goals what should i be working towards so that you can kind of direct your life and and decide what you should commit to what you shouldn't commit to because if you're somebody who overkits commits to everything you know then that it's if you're somebody who overcommits to things, it is good to take a step back and say, "Okay, what am I really working towards? Where, where am I going to serve? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to be useful? What am I wanting to do in the long run here?"
0: Yeah, actually, recently in a Bible study I was at, one of the women, um, who's a full-time working woman, asked for prayer that she would have wisdom. I thought this was a great prayer quest. That she would have wisdom with how to honor God with her free time. Mm-hmm. And she works a lot of hours. And I was like. I thought, wow, that's a really good prayer request because I think it's my free time, so I think it's good to have purpose. Mm-hmm. That's great, that's great. Okay, so um, maybe there's some ladies listening today, I hope there are some, that are not actually in this stage. <laughs> maybe they are way beyond it, or maybe a little bit beyond it, kinda like you are. You're, you're a little bit beyond this. How could a woman who is not in this stage of life encourage and bless these young women? Like, what could I be doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, We've talked about awareness a lot. I think older women have to be aware of younger women. Um, I think a lot of times older women can really feel that generation gap. Like, I don't understand college students these days. Just try. Mm -hmm. Most young women I know definitely appreciate when women who aren't in college take an interest in them. You don't need to know how to, I don't know, make a TikTok. They don't care. They Although just want somebody. Although that would be really fun if you said,
0: let's make a TikTok. Mm, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about
1: that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think most people just, just want somebody to be interested yeah. in them. And I think it's easy to compare our problems to the problems of others and think, oh, ours are harder. You know, so a, a busy mom might think, I'd love to go to a class and have three hours to myself in the library. Like, have you even tried taking care of children? But that's <laughs> not the case. Being a young woman, maybe in class or at home, is a real stage of life with its own challenges that are very different than other stages. But they're just as legitimate, you know? There's nothing new under the sun. Right. I remember having my first baby and I was talking to Erica Simpson. Oh. who has done a podcast mm-hmm. with you, I think more than one. Yep. Um, and at the time, she had like, what, like nine children, I'm going to say? <laughs> and she, she listened to me and she said, oh, having a baby is so much work. I remember with my oldest, I had the hardest time finding a second to shower. And that was so encouraging to me because she didn't just say... Like oh that's child's play one baby I've I've got nine you know, and and I think that that attitude of just being encouraging um, mm. is very very helpful, but while college is unique, it's not to be handled in a different way than any other stage of the mm. of the Christian life. God has given us principles that are good for any stage of life. So just get to know young women. They want they want relationships.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. Um, again, I will put a little um, caveat commercial, for being in your local church's women's Bible studies. Mm -hmm. I think it is so powerful to be in with all different aged women. I love that oftentimes older women have a lot of wisdom and knowledge of the Bible. That may not cover everyone, but that's, that's almost always true. And younger women have a ton of energy. And then they bring out questions of things I'd never thought of. And this can go anywhere. Like this doesn't just mean here in a Bible study, but I think it's really important and I think that's a great way to start because you can be praying for younger women or younger women can be praying for older women and that really does kind of start to build that relationship more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Finally, one more question. You got one more question? Sure. I got one more question in me, Julie. (laughs) Okay. Um, Since you work with our college ministry at church and it wasn't that long ago that you were a college student, what advice would you give to our listeners today? Like what would you leave them with? Sum it all up, Audrey. Sum
1: it all up. Hmm. I to sum up, I would say that this time of life is a great time to be single-mindedly devoted to things outside yourself. <laughs> um devoted to God, devoted to the people who are in your life at church, the people who are in your life at work, the people who are in your classes, just be looking outside yourself and taking an interest mm. in others is is so, so important. And also, and just enjoying this stage of life. God has given so many fun things. You know, mm-hmm. there's dating, there's different freedoms that you get. And so enjoying that, being thankful for that, but also leading your life in a way that is is for the service of others
0: Hmm. awesome that's great audrey since we're done today would you please pray for us and our listeners sure sure
1: Dear God, I thank you that no matter what stage of life we are in, you are our God and you are with us. I, I pray for the college-age women who are listening to this podcast. Help them to be single-minded in their love for you and their love for others. Help them to serve the church and to serve those who are in the everyday parts of their lives. Please put godly women into their lives to be their friends and their mentors. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for this time that Julie and I have been able to spend together, and I ask that you would use this podcast for your glory. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Okay, so join us next week as we jump into another stage of life. We're going to chit-chat with someone you know very well. We're going to chit-chat with your uh, sister-in-law, hey, Elizabeth. Hey, it's a family affair. Yes, it is. Just, just these two weeks. The rest of it's other people, but... She is going to talk. We're going to chit-chat about um, the stages of being a mommy. It's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be an excellent episode. So join us next week. And remember that when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.